Welcome to Vision Chat, a podcast about spiritual topics with your hostesses, Virginia and Stina. Okay, so welcome. I'm Stina and your hostess. Today, I'm going to be interviewing the amazing and lovely Virginia. Uh, Virginia is one of the people that I know that is the best like psychic medium or healer and she is also my business partner and co-creator of Vision of Profound Healing. So hello. Hi, thank you for that lovely introduction. You said it all. (laughs) If you want to, you can start and describe a little bit about yourself. Well, I think you named a few things. So I'll start with like that I haven't always known that I was psychic or a healer or an empath or any of those things. But my day job is I'm a therapist in Chicago and I provide mental health counseling for people. And I started getting into energy work a few years ago, actually during the pandemic. And it's kind of led me down this interesting path to where now you and I are business partners and we're doing this podcast and we're hoping to start providing services for people, doing readings and some mediumship work and other things, providing classes. So, so yeah, that's, that's kind of where we're at. Do you have any definitions or like, what do you call yourself? Yeah. So I think it took me a while to kind of, I think maybe I'm still going through it. I'm not fully, fully out, even though I have done another podcast where I did come out as a psychic and I, I guess I'm out as a psychic, but I know that it still has a stigma. So I don't always identify that way to everyone, but psychic, clairvoyant, empath, energy worker, healer, medium, most recently. I think those are the labels I'm kind of comfortable putting on myself. And how did you get into the spiritual realm or energy work? So I grew up Catholic. So my household were Mexican and it's a big part of the tradition is not saying every Mexican is Catholic, but a lot of us are. And so I grew up in a household where spirituality was kind of a daily thing you know, growing up learning prayers and knowing that there was a a higher power, so to speak, that it wasn't just us, but that there's more, there's an afterlife, there's a higher power. Those are kind of some of the earliest memories I have of like spirituality. Back then we didn't call it spirituality. It was just religion. It was being Catholic. You know, I went through the whole, the, all the, the things like the baptism and the first communion. And I even went to Catholic high school because my dad insisted that I go to an all-girls Catholic high school. He thought I would be distracted with boys, and my poor dad didn't know that the boys were waiting after school outside anyway, so it didn't matter. (laughs) But anyway, (laughs) so actually the practices of like prayer and going to service and all those things were like a, you know, a normal thing, I guess, a daily thing for us. Like even being in school, it was part of the curriculum. So we took religion class, you know, and I would go to church with my family on Sundays, and it became part of like family tradition, like going out to lunch afterwards. And so, I mean, it's always the belief in the higher power or like spirituality, I guess, has always been there. 
but I think it started to change for me a little later in life. I don't know, maybe in my teens, I did start to question like, well, why do we have to do this? And, you know, why is there this rule? Or why is why can't I do that? Or why is it wrong to ask questions? Like you're just supposed to believe you're not supposed to really ask questions. So some, some things didn't click for me and some things weren't really lining up and I've questioned more and more and more. And then I also remember having a lot of, not a lot, but I mean, I had experiences like, you know, seeing things, sensing things. And when I would talk about them with my mom or, you know, I'd share with her like, oh, I, I saw this shadow or I saw this outline of a person or I felt something. I think the more I talked about it with her, I realized that she would get scared and she wouldn't know how to help me. And she said, well, just make sure you do the sign of the cross and you pray. And at, at one point it got so bad that she thought I needed like an exorcism or something. I don't know. She reached out to a priest. And I remember that she had asked, you know, like, is there something we can do? I think my daughter's possessed or something. <laughs> I don't know. But it yeah. was kind of, now, it was pro it was not funny back then, but I never actually had to speak to a priest or like do anything of the sort. Oh. I think she just salted. And yeah. then just was like, I, I realized after that point, maybe I shouldn't talk about it so much. So I, yeah. I started keeping things to myself and I was just like, okay, we'll forget it. I'm gonna, it obviously freaks her out. It's making people uncomfortable. So I think I just need to keep this to myself. And so I kind of shut it down for a while, the talking about things. And yeah, I just kind of like didn't talk about it, just kept going, kept having experiences, but didn't really pay that much attention to it. And I was just kind of like, oh, it is what it is. But I always had that curiosity, you know, that fascination of like, um, I remember really being into like astrology and liking to learn about astrology and um tarot cards was a big no-no it was like that's a sin that's bad you're not supposed to be doing that stuff but i was interested never owned a deck didn't own a deck until i was like in my god that's embarrassing like early 40s <laughs> someone yes. gave me a, a like little deck of oracle cards and i was like oh cool i get to have some um but it was always ingrained in me, like this stuff's a sin, like you're not supposed to really be dabbling in these things, it's bad. So yeah, astrology, always had like this, whenever there would be ghost shows on TV, I'd be like, ooh, that's interesting, that's you know, fascinating, I wanna know more about that, or like uh, mediumship, things like that. So I think I've always been drawn to that, and I've always kind of just, in the background, it's been something that has interested me that I never actually pursued. So I didn't think there was anything to pursue. I was just like, well, it is what it is. And I like thinking about things in a spiritual way. And it wasn't, like I said, until like, um, I don't know, like I had some, I had gone through some crisis, if you want to call it in my life, in my thirties and I sought out therapy and so I had been thinking about doing therapy because I am a therapist and I provided therapy for other people, but I never actually went to therapy. And so I kind of felt like a fraud too, because it's like, well, how can I be telling other people to do this? And I haven't done it myself. And I knew that there were things to work on. I just hadn't done it. 
And so I was listening to this podcast for actually like an old colleague of mine who created her own business and had her own podcast. And it was just really interesting. And one day I was listening to one of those episodes and she had a guest on who was a therapist who was also psychic. And I was like, what an interesting combination. And I just thought, well, maybe this person can help me out. So I reached out and I said, hey, looking for therapy, do you have any spots open? And I think she at first said, no, I don't, but you know what, let me get back to you. We had such a nice email exchange. There was just something there about like, let me get back to you, let me see what I can do. And then shortly thereafter, she said, hey, come on in. And we started meeting and it was great. It was, she's one of the people that I think really clearly saw me for me like I truly felt seen by her and it was such a a healing amazing experience and she's actually the one that guided me on this incredible journey of then becoming more like aware and gaining all these skills through classes and you know just developing our own abilities, which we all have. But so she, at one point, it was probably early, in the early days of the pandemic, things were starting to shut down here. And she said, hey, you know, it sounds to me like you are interested in learning more about this. And I kept telling her, yeah, you know, what do you think? And she's like, I have someone that I know that teaches classes. And so she directed me towards the person who eventually became my teacher, the other, person I credit with also being able to see me for me and so now I'm having these experiences where I'm like wow like these people see me they're guiding me they're helping me like this is wonderful so he also became a very important part of uh, my development and taught me a lot of really cool stuff meditation how to connect with my abilities and being able to practice them and so that's what I did during the pandemic that was my connection and connection to the outside world and connection to myself and being able to find peace in the way, in the time when everything else seemed to, like the whole world seemed to be on fire. It was so chaotic, but I was able to find a lot of peace for myself during that time. So I started developing and it's been three, three years now, taking classes on and off and not just with the taking clairvoyance classes and the psychic stuff, but also the mediumship. I took some classes for mediumship as well. And that was a lot of fun. And yeah, so that's where I'm at now. So sometimes I've been able to do readings and it's been a really amazing, satisfying and magical experience. Yeah. So I just gave you a really long answer for one question. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's good. You covered like two, maybe three questions in one. But, yeah. <laughs> but how would you kind of describe your journey? Like when you started doing these classes or courses, how did you feel like it was affecting your life? If you want to talk about it. Yeah. I think it gave me a sense of like, there was like, when I started taking those classes, I really, I'll be very honest with you, I did not know what I was signing up for. In the sense of like, I thought, oh, cool, I'll just take these classes. They sound like fun. Why not? You know, like, it sounds like it's something that I, you know, 
I can learn more about. And so I just signed up, but I didn't know, <laughs> I didn't know really what it was going to be about. I didn't, in the sense of like, okay, how deep it went, you know, and by that, I just mean like having to clear so many blocks, so many challenges, having to face those challenges, it struggles to be able to come out on the other side and to be able to have some kind of peace, right? Because you don't just go from having turmoil to, to suddenly one day you're like meditating and you're like, oh, okay, now I'm at peace. No, it's, it's not that. So there's this whole other stuff that happens, right? That you have to go through, work through. And you know what the funny thing is, is that therapy is much like that too. You know, you don't just start going to therapy and you're like, oh, all of a sudden now I'm great one two sessions in it's like no you have to go through all the stuff that you've been either not wanting to deal with you know trying to avoid whatever you got to go through all that stuff maybe sometimes even remembering things that you've forgotten clear all that work through it and then going through that process of like what we call growth periods which are horrible <laughs> and very painful you know, like where you're just kind of trying to like your body's trying to catch up with your spirit in terms of like growth. And it's not always fun and it's not always light. It's some there's some heavy stuff to go through. So you go through all that and then you can come out on the other side and be like, wow, that was a lot. I didn't realize I was holding on to so much. I didn't realize I still had things there to deal with. I thought I was done more gets uncovered and then you work through that and then you can come out on the other side and have that peace or that neutrality to things and and then you can see things clearly but that was my spiritual journey i really didn't know what i was signing up for once i was in it i was like all right i'm in it i'm gonna do this and sometimes i didn't want to show up to classes sometimes i just didn't i wanted to quit i'm like i'm done i need this um <laughs> But I showed up because I'm like, you know what, though? But in the end, I'm going to feel better once I'm, you know, I'm through on the other side once, once this, you know, once I face it. And, yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, now it's thinking back. It's like, wow, that was that was not all fun and games. It was rewarding, but it was very challenging, too. Yeah. I think, like, especially... When you're thinking like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm done. Ugh. You're definitely not alone. <laughs> I think like everybody hits that point where they're like, oh, what did I get myself into? So, yeah. Um, <laughs> what do you think the <laughs> yeah. um, most misconception when it comes to like spiritual realm or like energy work? I I think part of it is that, right? That you sign up and you're like, oh, it's going to be all like, uh, I don't know, light and fun and fluffy. And um, and it's, it can be that, but there's also the other stuff, you know, the stuff that is a little hard to deal with and it's challenging and not so fun. But I think, you know, that's one misconception is like, oh, it's going to be all fun and games. It's not. It, it does take commitment, it does take hard work, it does take effort to be able to show up 
and to be able to practice the stuff that you learn and to stick with it. I guess the biggest thing is the commitment. And I guess the other thing is like, I know that when I've tried to explain to people what meditation is, because I, so what I do is I don't tell people, oh, I, you know, I took psychic classes. I don't say that because I don't want to see the eyes rolling or the, okay, look like, so I say I take meditation classes and that gets a totally different response. It's like, oh, tell me more about that. Like, what do you mean meditation? And the the biggest misconception i think with meditation is like oh i have to sit there and clear my mind and i can't do it i tried i can't do it and you know what i say to that is like you i don't i mean who can clear their mind like i don't know maybe buddhists you know or people that really are devoted to meditating for hours and hours every day okay, I can see how they could clear their minds of thoughts, you know, and just sit there and not have any thought. But I think it's unrealistic for people to expect to be able to do that. And if that's the expectation, I think people are like, they hear meditation and they're like, yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing it because I cannot clear my mind. Yeah, I know. Well, you know, like the the idea is not to be, or I guess the goal or the expectation isn't, how do I clear my mind? It's how do I not stay stuck in my thoughts? Like if I have thoughts that are coming up, like how do I just not stay stuck there? And how do I just let the thoughts move through and out so that I can continue to to meditate and whatever you're meditating? So I think that that's one thing for sure. Can it be an ultimate goal? Like I said, sure. If that's your ultimate goal, it's like I want to learn how to clear all my thoughts out of my brain. Okay you know, put the time and effort into it. But for people that are just starting out and they just want to know, well, what is it? Like, that is not the goal. And that should not be an expectation. That's just, you know, like, what you'll learn is how you can have thoughts and it's okay to have them because you're alive, you have brain activity, you're going to have thoughts. You realize the thoughts coming up and you let them go. And that's it. You're like, okay, it came up, let it go. Okay, that came up, let it go. And then you just keep moving forward that you don't let it distract you from what you're trying to do and that you can, you know, continue to stay focused or stay like what we would call in the center of your head. So I, you know, I guess those would be the biggest things and that you don't have to sit for hours, I guess. You don't have to sit for hours to be able to do like meditate, to do it properly. You can, you can spend like five minutes meditating and it's okay. You can do 10 minutes, you can do five minutes, whatever you can do that counts as meditation. It doesn't have to be hours on end every day. And that even with five minutes a day, it's it can still be a very fulfilling, amazing experience. And I think also like some people, when they hear meditation, they feel like overwhelmed or like, oh my God, but yeah. So thank you for covering that. Is there any tips or tricks when it comes to beginners or do you have any like stuff you wanted to know before you kind of started your journey well i'm kind of glad i didn't know how hard it was going to be because honestly i think if i had i might have like i might have thought about it a little bit longer and not maybe not done it or maybe not maybe that's extreme but i might have put it off and said well i'll wait until the time is better for me to do it 
So I'm kind of glad I didn't know all. It was it was nice to go along and just kind of discover it as it was happening. So for me, not knowing was better. Uh, I don't know. I don't know tips. I would just say you know if if it's possible to come in, you know, with just being open and being as relaxed and open to things as you can be, that would be my best suggestion for people that are starting out. If you can kind of put expectations out of your head about what it's supposed to be, what you're supposed to get out of it, what you're supposed to be able to do, I think that's, it's more enjoyable and it's something that will help keep you motivated to keep going. Because I, I mean, I remember like early on just being like, oh my God, but I, if I can't see this, then maybe there's, maybe I can't do it. And I found that as the more relaxed I was and the more I let go of the expectation, the easier it was for me. And so I think that that's a big, a big one. So letting go of expectations. Do you want to talk a little bit more about the mediumship? Because I feel like there's so many ways to do mediumship. So mediumship is interesting because I feel like it, it can go hand in hand with when you're learning about clairvoyance and being psychic and there's some similarities but there's also like these other differences that so like if you're psychic doesn't mean you're a medium but definitely if you're a medium there is some you do have some psychic ability if that makes sense so i think it just depends on the person but anyway so the mediumship has to do with being able to communicate with spirit with deceased loved ones or you know just people that have moved on and to be able to deliver messages to loved ones so i think you can do it in a couple of different ways so i know that there's trans mediumship which is like you you as the medium you go out of body or like you are um you're out of body in order to let spirit almost kind of like come in and then you can relay the messages. And then there's also like a like mental mediumship, which is your the medium is in body, grounded, present, and then you receive messages through other channels, like but it's it can be like heart-based or it could be like creating a safe space around you so that spirit can feel comfortable enough to come through. I Personally, I'm I'm more drawn to like the mental mediumship, the heart-based, and not being out of body. Kind of don't like being out of body. It's it's a little bit uncomfortable for me personally. I know some people love it and they're great at it and more power to them. Just me personally, I like being a little bit more grounded and being more in my body and being able to just be more heart-based and letting spirit kind of come through that way and being able to give messages. But there's, the, I mean, you know, I forget there's another one, another type of mediumship, and I forget what it is. But it's, it's one where the medium actually almost like gets possessed in a way by spirit and spirit talks through that person and that person's voice changes that person is channeling very directly, but it's like spirits using their body. And I don't know where that person goes 
while they're channeling. So like mentally, spiritually, I don't know where that person is, but I know that they channel in messages. And like I said, the facial expression can change, tone of voice changes, and there's all this other stuff that happens. Part of that could be transmediumship, but I think there's there's actually another term and I don't know what it is, but yeah. that's too much for me. So <laughs> when it comes to it, I'm like, no thanks. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of like lending your body to something else, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, that's cool. People can do it, and yeah, for sure, enjoy doing it. But I'm like, I don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and do you want to share like a story of one time you did mediumship? Um, you know, I so when you're taking classes depending on who you take them with right because there's different teachers and different modalities most of the time though when when you're taking any kinds of psychic clairvoyance mediumship classes you're practicing with other students right unless you're doing it by yourself so i've had the chance to be the person that's providing the reading and also the person that's receiving the reading and it is interesting they're two very very different experiences but stories i could think of is like when i was taking my mediumship classes and it was my turn to be the person that was being read i had a really hard time because when you're practicing with someone they're trying to get you know you're not supposed to really say give too much information so as not to lead the other person the other person is just kind of having to ask a lot of questions to see if they kind of get someone that you can recognize and Fortunately for me, I have not had any very close people pass. So I was like, oh, these, you know, poor people are getting stuck with me. I don't really have anyone close that has passed, so they're not going to, they're not going to get anything. But what, what kept coming up, and it took me a while to, to catch on, was because they kept mentioning a male and a female. And it was always a male and a female together. And then they would describe the personality, like the male had a big personality. And then the female was like softer, but very caring. And I was like, I don't know who these people are. Like, but okay, I mean, keep going because it it would come up all the time. Eventually I caught on and I can't even tell you at what point I realized that it was my grandparents on my father's side who I met once in my life when I was like 15. So I didn't know them and I didn't know, but I kind of had heard enough stories through my dad about personalities. And I know my grandfather had a huge personality. So he would come across in different ways, but it was always consistently him. And then it was my grandmother who also was apparently very nurturing, but unfortunately I missed out on that because we didn't grow up together. So I didn't get to experience that. And what's funny is that after being in these trainings and classes for, you know, for, for time, for some time, I actually felt more connected with my grandparents than when they were alive because I got to know them and be able to like experience them in this format, which was lovely, but very surprising too, that it's like, oh, wow. You know, I missed out on having these grandparents, but I'm getting to know them now. Yeah. Um, so that, that's cool. And then, like, on the flip side of that, being the one practicing the mediumship, 
when it was my turn to try it out, I was like, oh my God, I don't know what I'm doing. I can't, I'm not going to be able to do this. But I did have a lot of really good experiences with these things would just start flowing and I would be describing people. And, you know, when I would get the yes, 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 I was amazed with myself, but it also motivated me to keep going and really believe that I could do it. And so that just made it stronger. It made it a stronger connection for me. So it was pretty amazing every time that I would be able to do this. And then afterwards you get a chance to talk about it and they'd say, oh, you were in contact with my dad or you were talking to my mom or, you know, that was my grandma. And I just, you know, like after each experience like this, I just felt such a sense of like having this incredible privilege of being able to connect with these people's loved ones. You know, like it was such a huge responsibility that I just felt like, wow, you know, you just let me communicate with someone who was very close to you. And the cool thing with the mediumship was that I could, for me, like I could feel what connected them and it was, you know, and it's always love. And it proved to me that like, wow, love doesn't die. Yeah. You hear this, you know, you hear people, of course, love doesn't die and it continues and yes, and spirit. But it's one thing, I think, to hear it. And then another thing that I think this is what draws me to mediumship is and this type of mediumship, because it's connecting through love and that it's just as strong in the afterlife as, as it is in, in our physical world. And that that bond is just something that doesn't die. And so to me, that's also a very beautiful thing about the mediumship and being able to help people deliver messages. Yeah, that's so lovely and so beautiful as well. And very important. I think like it impacts a lot of people or like when they get to talk to the past ones. Yeah. Do you want to tell a little bit about the clairvoyance and the readings there? Yeah, so a little different from the mediumship, you're still able to help people, I think, by, it's a, it's just like another form of healing. There are so many different ways of healing. You can work on healing your body, you know, by practicing healthy habits, doing yoga, you know, like eating well. There's, you know, also the mental health type of healing where you can, you know, get therapy, you can, you know, do all kinds of stuff. And then I feel like there's this like emotional healing or spiritual healing that you get through like readings. And the psychic readings or the clairvoyant readings are kind of like, well, there's different ones, right? So you can do like an aura reading, you can do a past life reading, you can do a love reading, you can do pretty much a reading on anything. And it's like being able to give people insight into something that may be going on in their lives and they can get like more information about what's happening and on a whole other level. And it's all meant to be in the highest and best interest of the person that's receiving the reading. And that way it informs how they feel about things. So I think it's just a way of, you know, to be able to do those kinds of readings is just also very healing. And I'm trying to think of like, I mean, again, it's an amazing thing when if I'm doing a reading and I'm getting images that most of the time 
for me at least, they're metaphorical. So it's not like a literal thing that that I can see, but they're metaphors. And to be able to read the energy of the metaphor so that it makes sense for the person, you know, and that they could be like, oh, okay, I know what which is another thing that's kind of hard. It's like, okay, this doesn't make sense to me. I hope it makes sense to that person because again, you're not asking for information. You're giving it to them and hoping that they're able to receive it. So you don't know until the end, did I did I get any of that right? Or was it all completely like made up in my head? So the validation comes at the end when the person's like, oh yeah, that thing you saw was this that happened at this time in my life. And that, you know, and then they start putting those dots together and connecting on it. And I think that that's also like very validating and healing for people when they get these readings. I can't remember. I mean, I've had some crazy images in my head that I'm like, this makes no sense to me. Sometimes I'm like, I don't even know if I should say it because they're going to be like, yeah, okay, you're full of it. That's not even close to what's happening. And, you know, then you kind of, as the reader, you kind of have to have the courage to be able to just say what you see and be like, that makes sense to you. (laughs) Um, And then they could be like, okay, yeah, that, Definitely. It all resonates or, you know, you pick the stuff that really stands out to you of what's helpful. Yeah, I don't, the last one that I can remember that I was like, oh my God, I hope that makes sense was I was reading someone and they kept seeing like a light blue color. And then at the end of it, I'm like, I don't know if that made any sense. But what she did was she was off camera the whole time and my eyes are closed. So I couldn't see anything either. So she's like, well, I knew you were right on and you, I knew you were the real deal when you said the light blue. And she holds up her blanket that she had been covered in. And it was like this light blue blanket. <laughs> wow. She's like, I've had this the whole time. And I know you could, I mean, like I couldn't literally see her, but she's like, I knew you were kind of on point when you were like, all right, I'm seeing like some light blue around you or something. And it's not always that literal. That was definitely not something that I, you know, I don't see literally like that. Like, oh, I can see where you're at and what you're doing No, But that just happened to be one time where it's like, oh, okay, that was actually what was happening. Um, So it was fun. It's fun when you're right. (laughs) Yeah, that's so cool. Is there like ways that you use all of these gifts like day to day? I guess what you would call like not exactly expected ways to use this is like, okay, so day to day. What I do is like when my daughter goes to school, I'll like wrap her up in a bubble and I connect her to the center of the earth and I also connect her to source and I just wish her a good day and I'll put different color I'll put a different color bubble around her and in her crown depending on what's going on that day and sometimes I'll even ask her because she kind of knows about some of the stuff so I'm like hey what color do you want today she'll be like an emerald green or pink <laughs> so so then I'll put those colors in there and those are just some of the things that we you know learn about when you're taking meditation classes of like grounding and connecting the source and putting bubbles around you and protecting your space. And so that's what I kind of do for her. I do that also with my car when I'm going anywhere. If I'm driving, I'll put a bubble around my car 
hook it up to the center of the earth and even put protection roses, do it for myself if I'm going into a crowded space. The times I don't do it, I regret it because I, I can, you know, come home feeling pretty bad if I've been, especially in certain grocery stores where I know there's a lot of heavy energy and I'm like, oh, I should have done it. I should have taken the two seconds it was going to take me to bubble up and put my protection roses up. But those are just some of the things that I do daily. Um, I really try to work on grounding myself. I don't always do it and I don't always meditate. I get it in here and there. But those are just some of the ways. Oh, and unemployed angels. So I always use those little guys. So you, you learn about spirit guides and angels and you learn about um, all kinds of guides that are willing to help you. And so I use the unemployed angels to like help with, I don't know, finding like a parking spot or like getting me into the shortest lane or like, I don't know, anything I could think of that you'd be like, you use those guys for that. Like, isn't it supposed to be for major stuff? It's like, yeah, but you can also use the unemployed angels for other things. So that's not something we made up. I don't take credit for the unemployed angels. That comes from someone else who um, is pretty famous and knows about angels and has written books and has classes. But I learned from that person. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so those are some of the ways. And you can uh, borrow things from different places. So just because you learn it from one teacher or you learn from another teacher doesn't mean any one of them is exclusively the only right ones. I think also you have to find right what works for you and you can borrow from this person or you can borrow from this belief or you can, and that's kind of what I do. I just kind of take what works for me from different places and roll with that. Yeah. And I think that's very like good as well. So you don't get locked. I feel like in some communities, because in some spiritual practices, it can be very cult-like, almost like a religion kind of stuff. And they're like, no, it's this way and you have to do this. And you don't have to do or follow some rules to actually find your own spiritual path or heal yourself or get people to heal yourself as well. So, yeah. And I was wondering, like the last question, do you have any podcasts or any books or YouTube channels that you really enjoy? Yeah. So favorite books, I highly recommend there's two. Um, there is You Are the Answer by Michael Tamura. Um, and the other one is one that you had actually recommended to me was The Four Agreements by Miguel Reese. Those two books are the ones that I highly, highly, highly recommend. Really good reads. As far as like YouTube channels or podcasts, I was trying to think of like a really good podcast is one that's called Wounded Heal The Wounded Healer by Sarah Bueno. I'm biased to that because it mixes like therapy and um, the psychic stuff or like spirituality or it just goes in different directions but that's one that's really interesting to explore and I mean YouTube channels I really do like my friend uh, Elizabeth uh, who has um, she does tarot and she's really 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 good and I will have to let you know what her channel is because I forgot 
Yeah. Well, thank you. And do you want to share anything else before we wrap up? No, I mean, I'm just looking forward to. So, we're going to be interviewing. Oh, yeah. People. I'm sorry about yeah. that. What is your next step? And, like, <laughs> my next step is joining you on more <laughs> interviews. So, we thought we'd do an introduction to each. You have your episode, and then I have mine, but we'll be co hosting most interviews, not all, because some of them will be done in Norwegian because Dino's in Norway and I'm in Chicago. And so we are working on, you know, just interviewing different people from different backgrounds and just talking about what spirituality is for people, what energy work is, and just kind of seeing, um, making it more relatable to people so that anybody that is interested can just kind of learn more. So that's going to be fun because I'm actually looking forward to meeting meeting some of our guests. Some of them we know, but some I don't know. So I'm looking forward to meeting them um, and just kind of getting different people's perspectives. Well, that's going to be fun. Um, and yeah, I'm going to continue learning, getting trained in mediumship because it is an ongoing process. And then we'll see what else pops up. I don't know if there are, maybe I'll take more classes. Um, maybe I'll take more clairvoyant classes. I love to learn. So for me, it's like the more classes I can take, the better. Because I love learning. So more mediumship, for sure. And yeah, I'm looking forward to working, providing more readings for people, and teaching. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, so, nice. So whoever's interested can kind of check us out. Yeah, and you can find us at Vishnu of profoundhealing.com and on instagram too yeah vision of profound healing i think yeah okay thank you thanks dina